This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 19th Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 9th of August. I suppose over the last few months, many of us have got into different habits, good and bad. And since the start of lockdown, I have to confess that my morning routine has become slightly more gentle and, if I'm honest, a bit more casual. Some might even say lazy. I have my alarm call set for Radio 3, Bark Before 7. I find he gets me into the right mood with a brief blast of the Baroque before the ritual lavabo. Some people prefer to start the day with silence or a cup of tea or whatever helps, but what helps me most are the calming and uplifting harmonies. It's one of the blessings and curses of life nowadays that we can have music and entertainment wherever we go. But I wouldn't want you to think that the entire start of every day is listening to music solely. It's more a prelude to the time of silence that I can have in prayer before the tabernacle in the church, before it opens and the business of the day begins. The great 17th century French philosopher Blaise Pascal said, all of the problems of mankind stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. The readings of the Mass this Sunday present us with a God who shows himself in silence, not as Elijah expected in the first reading, in wind, fire or earthquake, but in the still, small voice of calm. Likewise, only after the storm on the lake were the apostles able to experience Jesus, to see him and hear him in the calm. Could it be that the world no longer hears God because of the constant debilitating noise and speed of life? Nothing ever great happens in noise and confusion. All of the prophets and the saints show us that truth. With noise you can't study, in noise you can't read, with noise you can't train your intellect or structure your thoughts. The tragedy of our world is the senseless noise that hates silence. We all find silence challenging precisely because we've become so used to a dictatorship of noise and confusion all of which diverts us away from our path to God, and which is one of the ways the evil one tries to prevent us from meeting the divine, meeting God. Whereas on the contrary, silence brings us to an encounter, a wonder in God's presence, especially in the tabernacle. Elijah's great virtue, and it is the virtue of all the saints and holy people, is that he knows how to discern the voice of God from all the other noise and voices. He isn't wowed and impressed by all the immediate values of the world. Rather, he listens, waits, discerns, discriminates, and is able to give himself to the true God alone. Elijah on Mount Horeb is a powerful image for our time when secularism reigns supreme. And one of the ways of characterising secularism is the cultural incapacity to hear the tiny, whispering voice of God, 
secularism as a total systemic surrender to the mighty powers of this world, to pleasure, money, power, politics, career. The earthquake, the fire, the wind, all these great powers of the world. A secular person is a person who has utterly surrendered to those values. What our secular culture needs is a whole army of Elijahs. Elijah criticised the king for having gone over to the worship of false gods. That's our culture today, which has done the same. We need our Elijahs, capable of discerning that tiny whispering voice of God. If we could do one thing over this summer period, it could be to have the intention to discover the importance of inner silence, an inner serenity, so that we can meet God and hear God in our daily lives. And because of this, function better and more authentically as human beings made in the image and likeness of God. Next weekend, we shall have the great feast of Mary's Assumption into Heaven. By her inner silence and recollection, she was ever attentive and listening to God's voice. May she help us in the same way to meet God within the silence in which he makes himself known to us. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, whom taught by the Holy Spirit we dare to call our Father, bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.